Forgotten Liam versus Evil. I fucking done it. I absolutely done it. I have won the stock market. I sold my shares for profit. It's everybody. Should, I don't know why people aren't doing this all the time. It's so fucking easy. You make money guaranteed. It's just like printing money. Everybody should be doing it. All you listening, you should just do it now. Put your savings in a stocks and shares. That's, Simple. That sounds like the most dangerous thing to recommend to anyone. Don't anyone, anyone, don't do that. <laughs> are you, are you still, have you still got money, or are you are you penniless? No, I made I made money. I, I sold them for profit. How much profit? Because last time it was like thirty six pence. Which is a, a small profit to then tell everybody that this is what they should be doing with all their, their money. Yeah, about 38 pence, I think. 38 pence per stock? Or 38 no, in pence in total? In total. <laughs> <laughs> How many stocks is that? It was, that was six stocks of um, Becky's trainer. You can so clearly... I was like, the thing is, it says profit. The thing is, I've had money in an ISA for like, my, my bank account savings for, and a year I make two pence. So clearly, I'm a fucking genius. Aye. If you think. <laughs> for those two weeks. <laughs> if what constitutes genius is making 38 pence in a week, then yes, you are a genius. Okay. So, welcome to episode 127 of Scott and Liam Go to Wall Street. Uh, if you tuned in last week, you know that this is now all we talk about. Uh, I'm Liam. And right now I'm still Scott, but very soon I will be driving fucking Lamborghinis, taking quaaludes and just fucking gone mental in New York because that's where I'm headed. It's not because <laughs> Scott, though. The pussycat of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> so clean, loving and penniless. Uh, and today we have a special guest. So season two of Scott and Liam vs. Evil is already throwing surprises at you, but actually bringing outsiders in. And we have brought in a special our special friend, Perry. Uh, some of you may know him as the man who turned up at Fright Fest with like four bottles of Buckfast and tanned it in a movie. Uh, some of you may not know him. So, <laughs> hi, Perry. <laughs> Hello. Uh, thanks for the introduction, guys. Uh, I've been called a special friend. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a good start. <laughs> I mean special in a way like you've got many skills and... Yeah, yeah Perry. Perry is a, a long-time friend from real-life uh, listeners, um, but he does have very good movie knowledge and uh, does know what he's talking about, so hopefully he knows what he's talking about for the movie that we've chosen today. We've not really brought him on for that, though. It's more because of the slander that we've done over the years. We talk about how he sets fire to things or drinks himself into a coma. That's uh, right. There's been a lot of Perry stories over these episodes. <laughs> I forgot about that. So I'm wanting to defend myself and clear myself up that I'm not a borderline alcoholic or a pyromaniac. So Perry, is it true that you've got a bottle of a pineapple mad dog that you're going to be sampling throughout this show and give us an impromptu review? So, so that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm having a couple of beverages. So I'll not disclose um, due to copyright reasons what I'm currently drinking. Other beverages are available. Other I'll beverages are available. I know, I will. Won't sponsor BMD. you imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> we should also point out that we're doing a video chat for the first time ever. Usually, me and Scott don't look at each other's faces and naked bodies, but we're looking at them now. I wasn't prepared for the video, so I haven't set up my my appearances correctly. There's no mood lighting or anything. I'm just kind of dimly lit. I look like I, I look pretty creepy, to be fair. I look like the Exorcist video face that you uh, that I told you about last week. I think the three of us are just coming straight in for work and straight on this call, and we all look 
unwashed and dirty. Thank you for, I've actually not I've actually not been working at all today, but thank you, Perry, for that. <laughs> I'd feel unwashed and dirty, so that is that is fine. Uh, so this week it is Scott's pick because we have now went back and realised that last week was definitely definitely my pick or the last episode. 100%. Uh, so Scott, do you want to introduce it? Going since we are running the thirty-one of October list uh, that some people are joining in with we thought we'd pick movies from the list. That makes complete, total sense. So we went with Child's Play from 2000 and something. Scott has done his research again. <laughs> Child's Play from 2019, directed yeah. by Lars Klerberg. It stars Aubrey Plaza, a little boy and a man who looks a lot like Jack Black, who apparently, according to IMDb, is not Jack Black. That is also... It's almost confusing. <laughs> I made that um, appearance that note a couple of times. A um, couple of times when I fall asleep and then woke back up again, I thought Jack Black was on the screen, but wasn't. It must go through uh, casting directors' minds though when they see him say, "Okay, he's really nailed the audition, but he plays creepy weirdo pervert very, very well." But he's got to be confusing because he looks like Jack Black. See, I think they'll probably pick him to play these roles because he's almost like a fake Jack Black. And if people see bits of him in the trailer, they think, Jack Black's in this, I need to go and see it. And they're getting a fake Jack Black for very little money. (laughs) People should be uh, watching the trailer and going, but we're getting a real Aubrey Plaza. Aye, but not a good acting performance, not a good uh, all-rounder. I think so. Really? Nah. Nah. She was one of my favourite bits in this film. Oh, already controversial. You and your pineapple MD. (laughs) Other beverages and flavours are available. Is it good? It's quite tasty, actually. I I can feel the heartburn already, but... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, Child's Play. So what we'll do is we'll play the trailer. If you've not seen it, go and watch it if you want. It's on Netflix. You should have seen it because you should be following along with the 31 Days of October list on Letterboxd or just on Facebook and social media. So if you haven't been playing along with it, then fuck off, just get away, because you're not listening to us anyway. Losers. <laughs> and we'll play a trailer for Child's Play, and then we'll get straight into the notes. At Caslon, we believe that happiness is about more than entertainment. It's about being known, understood, loved. Introducing your new best friend. What I love in these kind of movies, see the kind of uh, creepy style futuristic adverts that are in these movies, you know, when it's like the guy saying, have your Kazlan product, and it's like that Americanism, it's like, you see them in like movies like uh, The Running Man, and probably like De- uh, Demolition Man, things like that, when it's like, on like a big billboard in the middle of town, and it's just like somebody talking to you in that kind of American accent, do you know what I'm talking about? Aye, is, aye. It's aye. only in movies I just, man in the title. <laughs> yeah. 
but I just oh, no, man. demolition man. <laughs> I just love I just love that idea that that those futuristic adverts. I just kind of wait till they actually come, like they're they're more real. I would see if I had the company that was selling something, I would make an advert like that completely. I think American adverts are all very much like that. Are they not? There's always somebody just talking I to you and telling you about everything that the tablets can do to actually kill you before they sell you. I, I know, but I think that the uh, I think the the movie style ad, adverts are just slightly different. Nobody actually makes an advert like that in real life. It's almost a kind of like a dystopian, a kind of future advert where they're just they're just telling you about all these products that you have to buy and have to own, uh, and there's no really kind of governing body over it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Imagine would you buy a right. Would you buy one? I, I don't know because he has a real creepy wee fucker, isn't he? Like, see when you see him. See the bit with his brush. He's just really just a ginger uh, Amazon Echo or ginger Siri, isn't he? He's, that's that's what I was just saying. Like, see, because obviously that's the whole point. Like, your buddy comes in and he ties into all your your equipment, your speakers, your telly, and all the rest of it. Yeah. Imagine you needed a wee doll to run your. I'm not going to say her name because she'll go off like she did last week. But imagine you needed a wee doll. To, to tie into all your uh, Amazon products that was in the house. How creepy would that be? You wouldn't do it. No. For real life, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> Probably. See the bit where he's brushing his teeth and he's getting it all there. You could easy, easy fuck that doll. So it could turn the TV on <laughs> and you could fuck it. So it actually well, did, if you were a beast. Did you ever watch did you, did you ever watch did you ever watch that programme Humans on Channel Four? No, because I'll just be dolls getting fucked because I will. No, it was it, it was it was it was human style uh, robots, and they were like a housemaid. They were like your butler and your maid and stuff like that in your house. And one scene, the dad gets the, the disc and he puts it in. It's the it's the pretty much the fuck it disc, and it turns the it lets the robot turn into a sex doll, and then he blames it on his teenage son. And they're like, he's like, because his wife's gone mental at him because it looks like this attractive woman, and he's like, it's clearly coming up on the records that somebody's put in the sex program, and he's like. Oh, it must have been it must have been Josh when he came in for school, the wee the wee pervy bastard. <laughs> but that's exactly what happened. People just fuck the dolls or the robots. What are the rules there? See if you share a a made, a made robot with your dad, do you both fuck it or do you have one each? Or who cleans it? Do you fuck it? I clean think they're quite expensive. I think okay. they're quite expensive. So you really kinda of want to you need to be pretty well off to have two of them. So you're it's either decide if you're happy to share or be skint. I think the corporations would have thought of that and they replaced uh, the areas with interchangeable holes in mouths. Ah, changeable vaginas. Aye. You only need to um you need just need to buy your own vagina. And that's probably <laughs> because well, because you could probably get strap ons as well, and then maybe you'd need to just change the heads like Crichton for Red Dwarf and then the mum can get in it as well. But then you're changing the whole body as well, so that's probably too difficult. How also? How would you buy the vagina? Would it just be a vagina gets shipped to you, or can you pick like what kind of vagina you want? Yeah, it'll be like flashlights, so it'll be modelled on like porn stars and stuff like that. So you can order the certain, the certain parts. Yeah, if you if you want like a wee neat tidy one with um, small hairs, if you want like a big you know flappy lips, <laughs> <laughs> you know, depends. It's your preference. Everybody's got their preference. Oh, so now, so would you buy a buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that you can now fuck it and it'll turn your telly on, would you buy one? A fuck buddy? Yeah. Yeah. Not for me. No, <laughs> if, it's like a wee gin- no if it's a wee ginger toddler, I'm not buying a wee ginger toddler. <laughs> That's completely different. Aye, but obviously, you can pick the colour of his hair. You can be a wee blonde toddler. Would you buy one then? That's the buddy too, and that's more expensive. 
Still fuckable, but... Five. <laughs> Waiting for five where he fucks you. <laughs> He's so advanced that he rides you into battle. Yeah, the hell feet, just Aubrey Plaza, we've mentioned. Do you, are you as a fan of Aubrey Plaza? Or... No, I really yes. liked her, I really liked her in uh, Angry Goes West. I thought that was a, an incredible film. I just felt like she was a bit pointless in this film. She was only really there as like, the mother, but it was only really as like a supporting character. And it mm. was just a bit, I don't know, I feel like they could, just, could have just cast an unknown random for it, really, and just saved themselves a lot of money. Mm. But do you know, think that she's also only, she's also only, she's a type of famous that's only famous to people who, who know her. Because I think quite a lot of people would be like, Parks and Rec, what's, what? I don't even know what that is. I think quite a lot of people would say that. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, I don't know. I think now she's probably she, she would be an A-list celebrity now, wouldn't she? I would like, think if you see that award ceremonies, you wouldn't think what's Aubrey Plaza doing there. I like an A minus though. <laughs> who, who else is an A minus? Um, it's weird that I can see your face and see the creepy face you're doing as you say A minus. I'm actually going to go and put my light on because it's too dark for me to be sitting here. I like to look at myself as well as is that. So hold on. Uh, I so Perry, did you know? Were you not keen on this? No, I didn't really rate her in this. I've liked done a few other things that I can't even think of what she's been in now apart from that. Mm. Uh, but I just felt like it, I've just really just paid for her just to get the star power in the film and to to be able to say that you know got a couple of A minus stars in the film. Jack Black, Aubrey Plaza. Jack Black, Jack Black like they've, got, like they've got a Mark Hamill, who also ah, is right. not the It's he's done well since Star Wars because throwing his voice about, throwing his voice about, aye. But he's not any Lister. What do What do you think about him doing the voice of Chucky rather than Brad Dourif for the first Loved time? Loved it, aye. Yeah, well, I, that's in my closing uh, summations. And if anybody who's on the social media uh, Facebook group would have seen what I thought of this movie after I watched it, and yeah, 100% Hamill over Dourif. So some would say, why did we even pick this? <laughs> <laughs> we picked so, this. I'll, I'll, let's keep going on through these notes, and I'll tell you why we picked this. Um, see how when it starts, right? They change it about, obviously, from uh, the original Child's Play, it's supposed to be uh, Brad Dourif's like a bad guy that's voodoo, puts his soul into the doll, and it's like really he's technically alive, just inside the doll. This one, it's for some reason, some guy in Taiwan has decided to make the doll evil. Well, you think he's made the doll evil. What he's done is take away safety protocols, right? So at the start, I'm like, why is... So he's also working on a computer program that's in English. Don't know why. He's also in Vietnam. Right. Well, in Taiwan. <laughs> where is Taiwan? Not near and Vietnam. I never thought that when they actually were. I just put a... Basically, this whole film, film could have been avoided if a guy wasn't uh, daydreaming and then got the sack, which was all his own fault, um, and decided to make a malicious toy because his boss sacked him, even though it was his own fault, and basically caused the deaths of all these innocent people. You should have been sacked so I thought, right, because um, why did they remove the safety protocols and why does that make the doll smarter? I've, I've given like, no Why idea. does that make the doll human? Like, almost like it's, it's, it learns a lot more. Well, my issue with it was if you remove the safety protocols in the doll, the cloud safety protocols are still there. So see, as soon as they 
logs in to try and update himself, the safety protocols would be put back in and this movie wouldn't happen. The guy's yep. only ch- t- changed it in one doll. So straight away, Chucky would, he'd update himself. He'd be absolutely normal, a wee buddy that he could fuck again. And that would be it. The movie would be a totally different movie. It's still be a good watch, but it would just be the wee boy fucking buddy. Did you also notice that um, the the factory workers, his death harks back to the first death in the original movie? Because the first death in that one was someone falling from a window, landing onto a car, and the outfit colours were very similar. No, because I've never seen any of them apart from this one. <laughs> is, that, is that how you nearly watched the old one instead of this? That's how I nearly originally watched the 1988 version instead of this one, until I got about 10 minutes in and realised uh, the quality wasn't as good as what it would be <laughs> if it was made last year. We uh, we we've, we've done the uh, we've done the first child's play before, didn't we? We done it as the very first live stream. Remember, we got so drunk we watched it twice. <laughs> I think we actually, I think we were three and a half times through it. <laughs> Obviously, Perry has also revealed that he did not watch that live stream. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or he would have seen child's play what three times. Was it was it the first live stream that you've done? It was the first live stream. Yeah, yeah we were talking. I, I was tuning in. Um, while working uh, at like random periods, and I can't even remember what films you were watching. You'll be in there at one point and then falling over at another point. Dwayne Keelarius could remember that movie. So, so you've obviously not seen Child's Play, Scott. Are you a fan of the original Child's Play? Well, if people uh, like again, like I've gotten my final summations. Um, people who have regularly listened to this show and uh, are on the social medias know that I do not, I'm not a fan of the original Child's Plays, mainly just due to the physics of Chucky and the fact that the centre of gravity is just not low enough that he would not be able to overpower grown adults. I, I think it does it quite well in this. See, because this? he's using, oh, yeah. his, he's using yeah. his environment uh, yeah, a and- lot. But again, I suppose that is why it's maybe better than the original, which I'm assuming <laughs> you're going to say. Yes. <laughs> See how when you're in the shop, right? So you jump to the shop and it's called Z Mart. Now I don't, I don't know. Is that a horror movie nod to S Mart? Is it a Z like zombie? Like what's the meaning of that? Who knows or gives a fuck? But this guy comes in and he's at the Aubrey Plaza who works there. Nobody told me the doll was ginger. Take, I want to give this back. My son wants the buddy too. Nobody told me the doll was ginger. How did you even know about the doll? And it's all on the TV. It's all in the advert. It's fucking got a window in the front of the box, which she then tells him. How the hell did you know know what it is? And if you're, how is your boy saying he wanted the blonde one? There's no way. You, just, you know how these things come out. Buddy has came out first, and you've gotten talking about two years at least before Buddy 2 is even getting advertised. So there's no way the kid who wanted the buddy in the first place wants the blonde one at the same time as getting the first one. So take your fucking purchase and get the fuck out my shop in your hook it's not right did you also notice that they well Perry you want to notice Liam did you notice that they used the same look of the apartments as in the original first movie the kind of bay windows going up the wall I did, I did but I didn't I, just, I didn't take that in as a nod I just thought flats in America all look the same no it's <laughs> nah def, definitely 100% a nod uh, so Aubrey Plaza as a mum they make a point of how young she is throughout this but I think I thought it was good casting Maybe it's just because you sweaty looker. Well, I liked uh, about the casting is uh, the black detective, uh, her neighbour, is actually uh, Miles Morales' father from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Big Detective Mike. Oh, really? Aye. It was all over that. Just his voice? Aye, just his voice. Uh, he's got, I look quite like Detective Mike, to be fair. I'm, I'm not kidding him. His <laughs> voice was his voice was good, but I, wasn't, I thought he was the only one that felt a wee bit... Wooden, 
in this. Like he just felt slightly out of place. But I thought the wee boys acting was fucking shit hot. See how well I've got I've got I've got notes about his acting later on as he gets more uh, dramatic and more excited about what's going on. Um but what Aubrey Plaza sends it's like gets her kid to, to go and make pals, right? So he's no pals in this place they've moved to. She sends him outside in the dark with no pals to what looks like the worst neighbourhood ever as he sits in front of that whatever a laundromat throwing stones at fucking bottles. I was just wanting pumped at that point. That's why I've got my notes that she was clearly just wanting <laughs> Oh, I've also got, I've also got uh, Shane is too old and ugly for Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> it sounds like 100%. you just want to be with Aubrey Plaza, so Shane's not really got a fucking chance, has he? Shane's, Shane is well punching, man. If the sex doll looked at Aubrey Plaza or you could download her face to the buddy doll, would you buy one? No, I'm happily married, Lee. Yes, I would, 100%. <laughs> I've also got my notes. I was, I was really drunk, couldn't remember her second name. So um, I've just Plaza. put as um, as a what's a heat um, she's like the real life Daria. Remember the Daria cartoon? Like, she would be perfect yeah. casting as the 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 live action Daria. She's just got that draw serious kind of. Dry, sarcastic. I'm all bored. Yeah. Bitch face all the time. Yeah. We're obviously all um, the <laughs> So, she brings Andy a body doll that she gets because she kind of almost blackmails her boss because he's been banging somebody in the the, the work and he's she's, she's like, let me take this body doll and I won't tell your wife. He's like, all right, fine. Uh, and it's quite, I think it's quite funny when he starts talking that and he's like, Oh, your name's Andy. He's like, Sup. He's like, Hello, Andy, Sup. Uh, and then he says to him, Obviously, he says, What's your name? He says, Han Solo. We nod to Mark. Well, it's not a wee nod. It's an obvious, it's quite actually in your face nod to um, Mark Camel being the voice of Chucky. Um, and I don't know. Because every, everybody's got to call him Chucky. That's just, that's how it's got to be. So, like, but the malfunction of not hearing Han Solo properly and thinking he heard it's not even it's not even even remotely similar I see I think I missed this but uh, the whole film I was like why is he getting why is he being called Chucky when he's meant to be called like little buddy <laughs> I, so he asks him when he first wakes up he asks Andy he says what's my name or would you want me to call and he, and he thinks he goes Han Solo because obviously because Mark Hamill's the voice and then Chucky goes did you say uh, Chucky it's like malfunctions and then comes away with right. Chucky and right. then they just they just stick with it I must have dozed off um, for a second there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so he's so he wakes up right, and then he's just like walking around. He's holding his hand and he's just walking around the room, showing him stuff. Like we're watching this, and Lauren's like, "Oh, look how cute he is with his wee feet." And I'm like, "Would you have that in the house? Would you walk around with that thing, like looking and like taking stuff in, like videoing you its eyes?" Especially when you try to fuck it in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> you do need to. You do need to take the mechanics and the science of this movie with a pinch of salt. Like, do you need to switch off and just believe that it makes sense? Yeah, I'd add notes about that later on. Just basically saying that you know you need to just ignore a lot of things and just be in the moment of the film and just assume that it's it's okay and this is what's meant to happen. Uh, <laughs> buy creepy dolls. Surely that is a thing with child's play though. Nobody's got a child's play and then are scared of dolls after it. You're not actually thinking that this could come true. Although it's closer than this one because the cloud thing 
there's nothing the to was pretty smart that was you mm. know decent um yeah I like it like the controlling obviously we get to the controlling the drones and stuff like and I like that with the cloud it then means that Chucky's get back up he's not just a lone wolf Chucky could technically have a gang of killer dolls because of the cloud thing obviously the safety protocol would mean that that wouldn't work but which again like kind of it kind of short-circuited itself when when you think about that because he if, if he didn't have the safety protocols and he'd access to the cloud and stuff, he could have then turned off safety protocols of the other Chuckies mm. and he never done that and he never amassed like this big army. He just, he just, he was just a couple of dolls and a couple of things in this one toy store. Which, a couple, a couple uh, of the bear ones. The bear ones looked fucking weird. Why would anyone want one of them? So you can't even fuck it. Cause why would you want to fuck a wee bear? Do you know what my favourite thing in the whole movie is? Aubrey Plaza. The, the, <laughs> the buddy song. That Bear McCreary, man, he pops up everywhere making music for all sorts of shit, man. Just That's just the best song. You like to sing it? You are my buddy, friends till the end, more than a buddy, you're my best friend. It's still what it's I also say, a that's a good song. It's also yeah, I would have turned them off before I even got to be able to sing that. <laughs> Leave it in the back, off, battery it. Do you know what he's like? He's like a furby because you can never switch these fucking things off either. They would just wake up and start shouting at you all the time. Do you know, I had that, I had this bit in my notes that said that, um, you know, oh, I'd just turn them off uh, before he actually got to that point, right? But then I realised throughout the whole film, you didn't see him getting batteries. He's got this Iron Man core thing. He just yeah. has infinite power. Like he doesn't get charged up. He just he's just immediately available all the time. The future, man. Maybe it's like a Tesla thing. When that was this set in Elon Musk this year or last year or forty years in the future? I think it's set. Well, it's it's like a, a an alternate universe, like a false present where they have Iron Man cores and dolls, and you can fuck them. Yeah, amazing. That'd be a good. Well, day. Technically, you, technically, you can fuck dolls just now. I mean, you can buy them pre- ready to fuck, or you can just cut your holes in them. It's completely up to you. Um, I'll wait until they've got the, the Iron Man cores available, and then I'll maybe. <laughs> that, was that, the thing, that was the thing I hated about the Ford bike because when you put your dick in, you kept hitting the tongue, and every time you hit the tongue, it would always talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so this, in my notes, this, this is where you get to be mimicking the teeth brushing. So that's what you like, but you thought he looked as if he was going to beach. If it was like that, I never right. got that at all. Do you think that's a joke? Or do you think sure. just. As, there's no way Andy's looking at that and thinking, I could fuck, or not thinking, I could fuck that though. <laughs> <laughs> but then it cuts to he's uh, he's making a piece and he's not getting any butter knives out for buttering his bread or putting his jam on it, whatever it is, but then he just pulls a sharp knife out, cuts his piece in half, and then stabs it into the chopping board. Who the fuck stabs a chopping board like that? That's just got to could ruin it. That cunt's a wee maniac. I had the, the exact same, uh, pretty much, almost verbatim, <laughs> word for word, <laughs> note, but basically just said that I'd get I'd get a fucking row for doing that if I, I was thinking <laughs> when that one was chopping board. I'd blunt the knife, ruin the chopping board, need dinner, there you go. Aubrey Plaza just starting in the background on her phone, <laughs> no paying attention, no giving that kid the attention he needs. Nah. She probably shouldn't really be letting the way and play with a knife in the first place, let alone exactly. stab it at a chopping board. There's a big bastard knife, isn't it? Yeah, so then obviously Chucky pretends to like st- do the stabbing motion. Um, I do like the lighting, though. See, like around the street that he hangs out, it's not realistic lighting, but it's like there's like neon greens and reds and 
the when you see for the behind him when he's looking at the I think it's the laundromat that's all lit up green like neon as well. Mm. I think it's just a pretty cool, cool uh, aesthetic. I said that in my notes. I said, "Oh, there's pink lights now. Scott will have a raging hard on," <laughs> and it obviously it's true. <laughs> we have obviously hard ons at different things. Me, fucking little boy dolls, and you with neon lights. <laughs> right. So here we are. The, the cat. He's playing about, and Chucky's doing really good. They're playing games and all the rest, of it, and he's having a good laugh, and he's reacting, and he's learning. But then the cat scratches Andy. And he goes away to get a plaster for it and he comes back and Chucky's got the cat by the neck. See the minute this doll actually tries to kill your cat, surely that's when you take it apart and put it in several far apart bins and phone the manufacturer. Tell your more at least. I'd say aye, that's normally what a normal person would do. Uh, but the fact that like later on, once uh, it actually kills the cat and uh, Andy just pretty much puts it in a sheet and puts it in the garbage chute, he just doesn't really give a fuck about that cat, does he? Just... <laughs> Fuck, at the door, it's gone. Be fair, the cat was a wee prick. Hey, what did the cat do? Dax them. Hey. He said he was a prick, but before, before we even get to know the family, Andy already thought that the cat was a wee prick, so it probably has been... Aye, but Andy's a, a wee loner. Andy's a wee loner. Andy doesn't like Andy apart from his mom and the, the cop at the end of the hall. So maybe he's got the a, issue here is Andy. He's got a disability. He finds it hard to make friends and open up to people. He's vulnerable. Plus, he's lost his dad. I just completely forgot that he was uh, deaf, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks of last night. Oh <laughs> <laughs> my, there was a reason <laughs> for this. I'm, I'm glad you came on the show, though, and did exactly what we do, where you attempt to watch part of the film. <laughs> I should maybe like, rewatch it over and, uh, and then actually realise like, what happened and why these things happened. It's, weird. it's actually quite good hearing it from a person who's never seen the original. So this is your first introduction to Chucky. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's outside at the bottom of the stairs and he's uh, he's getting Chucky to make daft faces. And it's dead funny. He's like, be, like oh, make a big snarling face and the, the wee robot. It's a real, real robot in that. It's making like, arr, arr, faces. It's quite funny. And then the two people, the two kids come walking along. He just makes friends with them in seconds because... Chucky's swearing and they're like, that's pretty cool. But the fat guy who's older, both of them are definitely older than him. But uh, that fat guy is very, very confident at just storming into his house, calling the boy a dick turd, eating the food, and then saying that he's like, your sister's hot. That's my mom. Ah, well, your mum's hot. That's even better. Like, I know you get confident people, but surely that amount of comfortable like actions inside somebody's house takes some time to, to get to, no? That, that says more about us being... The neurotic losers. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would walk out of both your houses and talk about your mums. I would, uh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, because I, I would come to your front door after you've literally texted me or phoned me two seconds before I got out of my car and your driveway and said, just come in, and I would still chat the door and wait for you to come and answer the door. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm not terrified of uh, somebody's parents coming to the door first, and I always text them first and be like, I'm outside, come get me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they're outside and they're uh, like there's a bunch of kids now uh, running about and uh, they're trying to get in this when they try to get the, I think it's is the wee boy for it the wee guy that uh, is that wee boy in it the black, the, the black boy that plays Omar is that not one of the one of the loser clubs no I don't think so no uh, Stranger Things possibly Stranger Things but uh, not it um, it's not it's not it at all it's not but it might be Stranger Things but it might not be 
but he's obviously like, stab, stab the unicorn. See, this is for Tupac, and he doesn't do it. He's just like doing the stabbing motion. But it's quite funny when the uh, when uh, Detective Mike's walking past, the guy's like, narco alert, shush, shush, shush. <laughs> Chucky just looks at him and goes, narco alert, shush, shush. <laughs> and I just thought, that would make me laugh. He wasn't in Stranger Things. <laughs> I just put um, in 26 minutes in, I put it was pretty meta that they're showing Chucky like classic horror films. You assume it's not just um, the one film that they're showing him, they're showing him like loads of stuff. Um, and I put it's pretty meta because you know they're showing him a genre that he's you know heavily influenced and he's been like a part of. Yeah, mm. the, the thing is, all takes is Chainsaw Massacre 2. Yeah, uh, it's also does it annoy anybody else that they're watching it in a really odd order? It makes takes it takes his chainsaw mask or two look fucking bitching. Like it, <laughs> incoming it, it's mail. <laughs> but it's also the part that that's 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 the kind of say from this Chucky is not is not an evil doll, which you, unless you're paying attention, you kind of think that because you think that the engineer's done something to start to make him evil. But mm-hmm. what he's done is he's just removed any kind of protocols that he can that he can like swear and he can like stab. But then I don't forget the physics but he's learning as he goes and what he's learning is he learned the stabbing motion from Andy he's learning that they think violence is funny because he's watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 and thinking that they're all dead happy when they're watching all this brutal murder and skin peeling off the face getting ripped off and all the rest of it and that he goes and gets the knife because he thinks it'll be funny or he thinks it'll make Andy he genuinely thinks it'll make Andy happy because he can't equate that what it is to watch horror movies is not actually real life yeah and then they have a wholesome hug at, uh, 20 minutes into the film. <laughs> like, yeah. That's when Perry woke back up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this, this film's not as bloody and gory as I thought it was going to be. Am I watching the right thing? I like it when he gets put in. After he cuts Andy, with the, when he's, after watching the movie, he gets put into the bedroom, but the light in the bedroom makes it look like Chucky's in a jail cell. And it's quite a sad wee, uh, sad wee scene. Shane is such a prick. Just eat your fucking cookies, man. You are punching so high above your weight. I mean, and yeah, he's actually managing it twice, as we find out later. What what has Shane got? We don't have <laughs> interchangeable parts. Can <laughs> <laughs> leave some of them with one woman and the rest of them with another. E- easy clean buttholes. <laughs> That's what uh, I don't have. <laughs> Uh, this was in Chucky appears playing a recording of uh, Andy. He's like, Shane is such an asshole. It's like, it's very clever of Chucky to do so, and he's also correct. <laughs> right, this is where Chucky, now he's killed the cat, like you were saying earlier, Perry. So this is where you tell your mum, you get rid of the doll, and then instead of the cat, he's playing back the sound of the cat's death to you. He's not your buddy. He's a fucking psychopath. You owe him fuck all. Fuck him and then turn him off and put him in the cupboard and never touch him again. Take his Iron Man coat out and just uh, launch him in the, the garbage chute. Do you know, feel quite sorry for Chucky sometimes though. Like, his wee face, it does actually, you think, yeah. oh, that's, that's a wee shame. Just leave him turned on, it's all right. It, it does, it makes you feel sorry for him, yeah. Um, you get another kind of angsty teenager scene where he, when uh, Andy walks into the room and... Um, his mum's, I think, she's like, oh, we're ordering pizza. And then Shane walks in fixing his belt. 
And he's just like, nah, I'm out here. So he's like, seriously, what did I do? Every time I walk in a room, that kid leaves. He's like, you're fixing up your clothes like you've just fucked his mum. For a teenager, that's going to be shit, right? Now, obviously, the mum's got, it's, compl- it's her body. She can fuck whoever she wants, whether they're a dickhead or not, it doesn't matter. But for a teenager, that's got to be well shit. And Shane, you're just continuing to show how much a selfish dickhead you actually are. Fair enough. And this is also where we see him get in his truck and drive home and find out that he is actually married with kids. What a prick. I put um, 28 minutes in where Chucky gets, you know, put in the, in the cupboard. Um, he basically just cause he's got the wrong idea, like what you were saying, Liam, that, you know, you feel a bit sorry for him. He's just been trying to help out Andy and um, he just doesn't know what he's done wrong. He's put in the cupboard. He's not happy about it. And it's a wee sad moment and you have a wee sad face for him. <laughs> you do, you think, oh, come on. He's all right. He's our pals. He's Aye. just, he's misunderstood. But see, see a wee robot like that, would it actually have the capacity to be upset at getting turned off but does he know what being turned off is does he know that he's not an actual person well that's the thing because he's he's intelligent AI that learns as it goes along but how far does that go like this removing the safety protocols creates this human quality to his personality can you imagine trying to turn a furby off and it starts crying like oh why what are you doing why are you turning me off like that toy wouldn't be allowed to be sold to children because that makes you feel fucking awful and then you've got to just spend money and batteries forever just keeping it alive because it's too sad to kill the wee thing even though it's like, drizzled like, with semen <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got another note here which goes back to my previous one that just basically says where's he getting all the likey fee <laughs> yeah is he uh, ever in, he's never charging is he no, he never no, puts no. him in charge no nonsense so, so this, I'd be out by that, the fact that I've just brought this sentient doll home and the fact that he's never, he just has infinite power. Doesn't he eat? Doesn't he drink? Doesn't he charge? Doesn't he do anything? He just get infinite power. What he also he doesn't fall, ah, he doesn't play by the rules either. He does his own thing. He's swearing when he's not supposed to. He's a wee bastard, isn't he? Aye, aye. <laughs> but can we, let's go back to, to Shane, back at his, 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 his actual house. Right, yep. He's got Christmas lights up now. I love the colour of these Christmas lights. They're very bright. They're very attractive to me. But I didn't know this was set at Christmas or did I miss a line of dialogue with these just like, is it because he's not home? Is that why he's not taking them down or what? I read a bit on, uh, after doing some, some research today, after um, trying to remember what happened last night. After um, not watching the proper film or staying awake for any of it, I then did some research. <laughs> uh, I tried watching bits of it on YouTube again. Uh, they basically were saying that uh, it was like a, it was a, a reference to the original Chucky films because I think maybe some of them are maybe set around Christmas. Is that true? Okay. I think I so that was a reference to that. That was originally going to be taken out that scene, and they just thought, do you know what? It was pretty good, and uh, it's a reference to the original stuff. So we'll just leave it in. Um, when I when I watched it for the second time, see when he falls off the roof, his legs breaking. It's oh, it's horrible to watch. I completely that was so nasty. Not at all. <laughs> It's probably the greatest scene of the whole film, like right there. But then, oh. see, I know we're jumping about a bit, but see later on, Aubrey Plaza falls from a very similar height, the exact same way, and her legs are absolutely fine, as if she's made of rubber. She just gets up. The same scene, I also got notes for later on. He is, uh, Andy is directly above her on the same rope, and she falls, and he falls about three metres away from her. It makes no sense. He's him to land on top of her. And he's three And her legs to have snapped. Exactly. And his legs to have snapped. <laughs> See, the thing is, um, I worked with a guy who 
was trying to climb up his gutter to get into his upstairs window because he locked himself out and he was drinking and he fell off from that height and he broke both his feet. So it can happen. <laughs> was that guy breaking into his own house or was yeah. that guy a thief? <laughs> no, but it doesn't matter. He still broke, his, broke, broke both his feet just falling off a second floor, floor. So sometimes it can happen. Maybe maybe Shane's got brittle bones. Maybe that's why he's such a prick because he's overcompensating for his brittle bones. There's a Chucky backstory that we didn't think we needed. <laughs> um, it's quite a good kill, though. Well, it's like it's slightly impractical, but it's it's also it's fine for how Chucky does it. Like he's, he uses he's uses uh, tools, gets the plow thing caught up in the lights, cuts his head, kills him, and then he just stabs him while he's incapacitated. So fully getting it, cuts his face off, puts it in a watermelon. I don't know why he lives in a watermelon patch. The police make a a line about how it's poetic like I'm not entirely sure the race relations with the watermelon thing I tried to research it but it was the article I found was very long and I didn't, I didn't have the time to read it today I will read it though because educate yourself I'm glad yeah, you read it before the show though so you could divulge that interesting information yeah. to everyone that's listening <laughs> as opposed to teasing them with it and then going I never read it we don't actually know anything about that something to do with after the emancipation um, a, a lot of people of colour sold watermelons to make a living like from the south, I don't know. They, they must just grow there, and I don't know if it then became like an a popular culture that they associated people of color with watermelons, and it just yeah. became like a, a trope. I think so, something along those lines. I've written down a line which which makes absolutely no sense to me just now in my sober uh, <laughs> state. It just says "loves on watermelon patch dash poetry." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's say uh, that point. Is, That's uh, that's uh, the that's the cop. The cop says after he dies, he says, uh, he says, white men dying in a watermelon patch, poetic. Nah. Oh, right, right. <laughs> we are <laughs> the, the, coming back to me now. <laughs> yeah, we are the worst people to watch and review movies because I don't even remember him mentioning watermelons <laughs> <laughs> at all. Well, well, he cuts Shane's face off and attaches it to a watermelon and leaves it in Andy's room. I honestly don't think at any point, and I've now watched it three times. At any, I never knew that was on a watermelon. I just thought he just wrapped his face around something heavy. It's a it's a watermelon. Did it's discuss practical... a, a watermelon later on? Does it explode yeah. like a watermelon? Yeah, when the when the boy is, they don't see it exploding though. No, but when the boy, when his pals come in and they're acting dead cocky, and he's like, "I've got something to show you," and they come in, he's like, "All right, what's the problem?" Oh, and he goes and sees it, and the boy starts being sick in the bin because he's like, "They're like, this is out of our league. We can't do it." I know. And I when see they're it. Up, when, he, when they wrap up in the present, he's like, "Why is it attached to fruit? Where is the fruit involved?" I always said that is a hilarious line, and I don't remember that. I'm going to, to watch it again. <laughs> in the same scene. Uh, there's a, like a camera pan uh, where Andy opens his door and you can see all his posters. One was a reference, which is pretty cool, to uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, right. which came out the same year as the original Chucky. And another one, which makes no sense at all, he's got a, a big, massive, like, A1 poster of a gopher on his wall. <laughs> you tell me you don't have an A1 poster of a gopher in your wall? Uh, mine's, uh, mine's fell down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was going to say, uh, like, I don't know, if there might, is it Caddyshack? I don't know, I've not seen that. There's a gopher in that, eh? Uh, yeah. just how, 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 I don't know, unless it's like a reference with the uh, cast or crew or something. But yeah. I've also got um, pretty much from the end, which was like 41 and a half minutes in, I have a massive gap because this is my like when I first fully fell asleep. <laughs> um, so 
that's pretty much me until my next note, which says Mad Jack Black has the doll and take and talks to himself. Right. <laughs> I can take it for here. <laughs> Stephen, Stephen uh, so when Andy sees the face on the watermelon, Chucky comes in and says, I've done it for you. That kid's really wet, isn't he? Like, he's really, he's giving it 110%, but the slivers are fucking flying out his mouth. He's getting the tears <laughs> running. Like, I was like, there's a lot of bodily fluids coming out of that kid, man. That is not what I thought you meant. <laughs> <laughs> I was so glad he said finally jumped onto the, the Liam train here. <laughs> no, he's just really slivery. <laughs> Would you not be slivery um, if your dog had just took somebody's face off and put it on a watermelon? Assuming that Andy knew it was a watermelon, unlike me. Would you not be quite slavery and nobody yeah, able to control? I th- yeah, but I think that also some sometimes you see in films people don't go one hundred percent; they hold back because they don't want to look. Because even though you're acting, you still don't want to go one hundred percent, like with slavers and snotters. What's the Tropic Thunder thing? Never go full uh, simple. Never uh, go. <laughs> never go full R word. You can't say the R word. Adam Sandler's been doing it for years. Again, Adam Adam Sandler's been doing it for years, and he's done it again with this movie that's just come on Netflix. He's acting like somebody who's got learning difficulties, and people just let him. I don't think he's acting. I think Adam Sandler genuinely has learning difficulties because he plays the same character with learning difficulties and everything to the point. And he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. Then, but he could just be the guy who just wants to protect people at Halloween. And this hobby Halloween does not need to be somebody that's like get learning difficulties. Waterboy wouldn't work though if he was like. Oh, if he was a genius, maybe he's making 38 pence every week. Uh, <laughs> Waterboy wouldn't quite work. Do you know what? It's 38 pence a week. That's that's a good return on investment, to be fair. On investment of what? Let's not go back. Okay, <laughs> this. All right. Um, well, Adam Sandler did say that he, he, would, he would continue to make absolutely god-awful films if he didn't win an Oscar for Uncut Gems. So I, I feel like he's just living up to his, his promise now. Yeah. But I think there has to be it has to be a day where like thing is do you know what's do you know what the sad part is people who have been um, people who have been raped can come up and say I'm not standing for it anymore and we can all band together and say me too people who have been racially abused can say I'm not standing for it anymore BLM that's how everybody do it see people with learning difficulties they'll got to find it difficult to stand up for themselves mm-hmm. <laughs> so Adam Sandler's got to get away with being a fucking prick for a long long time I'm not kidding. It sounds like you're about to spearhead a campaign against Adam Sandler. <laughs> and for Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> for disabled wins. Probably quite a good thing. It'd be somebody should. It's not going to be me, but somebody should. Of all the effort that we put into things, maybe if we'd actually channel that into something like helping disabled people, or that, it would make way more sense than putting time and effort into a show where we talk about fucking... Wendell's. Dolls. Sorry <laughs> <laughs> to think about. The good thing is, though, see, like that that joke runs. Chucky isn't he actually a Wayne doll. He's a he's a he's an adult small doll. So it's dwarf dolls we're talking about. Fucking. Is he an adult doll? He has wee body. I don't think he's meant to be a wee adult. No, he's not got like a wee adult face. No. Mm, no, and he wears dungarees, and unless mm. you like fashion. Fucking levels above mean fashion. You're not actually wearing dungarees unless you're a child. I no. wish I could pull off dungarees. Can I? I look like a hillbilly gym. I forget dungarees. Yeah. <laughs> like dungarees on now. People just assume that you've been painting or you're about to start painting. Like that's the general consensus. Do I, I'd be alright with that. Well, 
my sister shared the other day, the Don shared the other day, or like of a picture of I think it's it's Ralph Lauren, and it's a it's a it's a blue it's a boiler suit, it's an overalls, and it's just all stained, really like oil stains and paint stains, and I sent it for six hundred fifty quid. Well worth She's it. She's like, aye, exactly. She's like, you just look like Stephen fixing the motor of the weekend. I've got the eight versions of that in my work to know. If uh, anybody wants to make me an offer, then they're, they're more welcome to swing that and pick it up. <laughs> Lanarkshire area. I wish we were wearing them all right now. <laughs> right. See what we're doing. <laughs> so, the, so the whole scene, right, where they've got the, the date of the watermelon, they wrap it up in gift wrapping, wrapping paper, and then they'll, uh, I love the way they walk out to the uh, end of the hall and the mum sees them and she's like, what's that? A white in your school, he's like, crazy diarrhea. And he's like, what's that? Oh, it's a gift. Did you do it yourself? And his pal, his pal is like, yep, totally self. Absolutely <laughs> not to do with us. And it's like, it's, it's very real because they just take no responsibility whatsoever straight away. <laughs> but it's so frustrating when they make up the daft story about how it was the woman at the end of the hall helping with the homework. And Aubrey Paz is like, well, let's take it to her right now. And he ends up having to give her the present, makes up some daft story about how she can't open it till it's his birthday. And she goes along with it because see the minute that was inside my house, I'd be opening that. I'd be like, that's fucking me weirdo at the end of the halls gave me a gift. <laughs> I like how she puts it on. Like, it's on... set like within Christmas. So like, if that's the impression you're getting, surely you would have just said, you know, well, you can't open it until Christmas. But it's yeah, doesn't he says open it in my birthday next week. So yeah. set, it clearly can be set at Christmas. And that must, that's a weird inclusion of the, the lights then. It must be set. That we were going to, you know, remove that scene because it didn't really yeah. complete with the rest of the film. Uh, and I think the whole point of them getting Buddy is that it's an early birthday present rather than an early Christmas present. Because she yeah. says that, she says we've got you an early, an early present. You can only assume it must be like February or March then. And he's the, 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 because the dad's just, the boyfriend's away working and then shagging his missus, his, oh, yeah, his mistress. Taking the, the Christmas lights down, not putting yeah. them up. So, yeah, so it makes a sense that it's probably like January, like the fucking. Eighth or something. He's not got enough time to take the lights down because he's about shagging everyone. Yeah. <laughs> if I was shagging everyone, I wouldn't have time to put fucking Christmas lights down back in a box. What he does do, the kid, he goes to the he goes to dinner in the woman's house with uh, Detective Mike's mum, and he sits there, and then they have a conversation about the present because he keeps looking at it, panicked, and then he manages to steal it and run out of the apartment. He gets away with it, right? But then. He just drops it in the building's garbage chute. That really shows his childlike immaturity because it's still wrapped up in the paper that the cop's seen. It's in the building he's in. Not to mention it's covered in all his fingerprints and he's just chucked it down that garbage chute. Like, how, how is he expecting to get away with that? But he's not because he's a child and he doesn't know that those things would lead back to him. So it's accurate. I like to think I'm... Yeah, that's what I said. So it does, it does show just how young he still is. Yeah. Mm. Right. Perry, I think we've caught with your notes because I'm a creepy Jack Black looking Johnny. Well, but um, now my notes start back again at 56 minutes in. <laughs> After an hour sleep. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was roughly uh, 15 and a half minutes ago. So I had a good wee doze there. Uh, <laughs> and my, my next notes are basically big mad Jack Black hanging for the, the pipes, which are getting worn. So uh, unfortunately, has a wee accident. And I just put... Could he know of just no falling on that tiny we saw? <laughs> well, I've also got. It seemed, it seemed like quite a, a hard thing to do is to land I've on that. Got, uh, <laughs> there's also no way that that fat bastard could hold his own weight for that long, especially not with one hand that he's got at the end. Whoa. But, <laughs> Fucking but, shots uh, fired. Shots fired at fake Jack Black. 
<laughs> not only are you not Jack Black, you're also a fat bastard. <laughs> did we ever find out his name, or did I just um, did I sleep through that part? I've got him doing his janitor, janitor boy for a while. I think they they steal something off him earlier on in the movie and ask if he'll get fired, but I'm, they might say his name then, but I'm not sure. But Gabe. Uh, bef- before he gets, is it actually Gabe? Yeah, I've just I've checked it. Yeah, I don't know right. that off the top of my head. Before, uh, before he gets put on the pipe, my note here I've got because he finds Chucky and he and he tries to fix him. And I was like that creepy Jack Black looking Johnny that fixes Chucky. He gets him connected to his speaker and then he says, "Finally, eBay, here we come." I'm like, for what? Those dolls are dime a dozen. We've seen the shops. Also, he's the old model. You're talking between what? One hundred and four hundred dollars max for one of them, brand new. So he'll be lucky to get what between fifty and say two hundred, depending on what the actual RRP was. He'll still be working in his stinky basement because he'll spend that money in street hookers or cheeseburgers. But he's a, but he's clearly a janitor, so maybe that's a lot of money to him. Maybe also Perry sells things on eBay for like three pound every week. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, make me look good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing he's, up he's, this guy. This guy needs the cash. He's <laughs> need stock market, man. That's where the money is. Right. So, this, fucking uh, 36, 36 pence, Scott, there. Oh, the next time I come back on uh, as a guest slot, uh, when I've played the stock market and I'm rich. <laughs> Imagine being on eBay making £40. Oh, <laughs> audacity of that. I am worth a good 38 pence per stock. It's not the fact that he's selling stuff on eBay. It's the fact that he says, finally, here we come, as if he, as this is his ticket out of the, the Janney world. Do you know what I mean? Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe it's worth more because it's such a... Like, if you get if you get a wee toy car and there's an imperfection in it, that wee toy car is worth way more than the ones that don't have the wee imperfections in it. So maybe this Chucky's worth a fucking fortune because he's a wee homicidal he's, maniac. Yeah, because he's self-aware and they might kill you. <laughs> it just adds to the risk. This could have been a very different movie if he had went down the route of uh, then okay, selling the government who wanted to weaponize him, um, like they always want to do in these types of films. So, then the small soldier route. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is, so Chucky manages to kill um, Jack Black, put himself back in a box, and put himself at one of Andy's friends' doors. Well, again, I, I missed I missed a lot of that because as soon as Jack Black died, uh, I was asleep again about roughly 61 minutes in. Uh, roughly woke up about uh, 61.30 and I've got uh, bitches going backwards. Don't know right, okay. I'll, give sh- <laughs> I'll give you a shout when we get there. Sort us out. <laughs> yeah, so, the, uh, so, the, so just somebody comes to Andy's door and says, hey, guess what Omar got? And then they go to hey, Omar's the house and he's got like Chucky but he's now he's, he's Chucky's acting like he's brand new so he's just a buddy doll who Omar's called Chode and he's getting him to drive his wee car and stuff back and forth now he's got a wee glowing finger like E.T. and I thought and also Andy's red hoodies E.T. as well and then having to hide and keep secret your wee pal that no one else would understand although obviously this movie the pal's not quite as innocent as E.T. was um, but they're they're going on. So they get go to the the supermarket. I don't really know why they're there because they they don't, they don't do it at this point. But they're at the supermarket and Omar's got his buddy with him. He's got wee chode with him, and he reveals to Andy secretly that he's actually Chucky and that he still remembers all the bits and bobs and how he's still. I'll never leave you. You're my best friend. You'll never be, you know like I'm basically being right creepy and possessive. And he puts up on the uh, the screen 
uh, images of Shane um, getting maybe Shane getting killed because he's dead at this point. And uh, so so Andy loses his shit and he's like this to Omar. He's like, "That's not your, that's not your buddy. It's Chucky. It's mine." And uh, I don't know what you mean by I'm on. Fuck's sake, man! That's my watch talking to me this time. Uh-uh, Alexa, the last time. You would send a sound clip from the movie. There. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, fuck's sake, one. man! There's Alexa <laughs> there, there as well. No, right. Anyway, Alexa. Hey, this is it. This is happening to me right now. Technology's <laughs> fucking out to get me. I hope um, Alexa and your watch all reveal to everyone that you try and fuck them on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, it's time to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> if I uh, <laughs> My easy clean butthole needs seen to. <laughs> That's a weird time coming for a watch. Where would the easy clean butthole even be? Underneath it. I don't know, but that's what I, it's waterproof, so. Um, so, uh, aye, so, he, so Omar's like, I get to fuck this is my Chucky doll, or this is my buddy doll, and um, they have a wee fight, and he says, uh, or he makes, a, he makes a death joke and flicks his hearing aid it. So they have a wee scrap, and he pushes his fat pal, and he gets a wee bump in the head. So they all turn against Andy, and his mum comes and takes him, picks up his hearing aid, picks up Omar's phone, and away they go. Now, Next scene, all the kids are in Omar's house. They're playing Xbox or whatever. And Andy goes into Omar's phone so he can log in in the Buddy app and see through the, the eyes and have a look to see where Buddy is. Now, the hardest thing to believe here is that Omar's got no passwords locked in his phone. Also, that Omar doesn't appear to either A, be bothered, or B, be aware that he's even lost his phone. And that's just, that's when my suspension of disbelief ended because kids, everybody's stuck to their phone. He's not even looking at it. He's got that in the back room. Back room. He's playing the Xbox. Yeah. But like, what, what age are they meant to be in this? Are they like ten or twelve or something like that? I'd say twelve. I, I think about I, 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 between so, twelve and phoning or texting them like all the time. So I don't know. Maybe no notice. It's missing for like a I don't know half a day or something like that. And your password at that age would probably be what like one two three four. If they even have a password, I didn't have a password on my phone. I'm a Nokia 3310. We're not young in the, in the modern world. <laughs> we could create um, our own polyphonic ringtones. <laughs> <laughs> no, my phone couldn't go as far as that, I don't think. <laughs> I remember having to type in the actual codes like, to put the ringtones in, like 4444. Uh, Three three four 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 eight eight seven seven eight. eight. I, you get like you go on Google and you would search for like how to like how to like change your ringtone like Blink One Eighty Two and it would be like like here's how you would key it in to get like all the small things. I spent forty five minutes once making my ringtone Darude Sandstorm. Look, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much like two keys. It's like no, no, it was a full song. I really. I don't like answering the phone, so if I'm going to wait and somebody hanging up, I'd like to hear the full song as I wait. <laughs> <laughs> right, so um, uh, Mike's mum is going to the bingo and Mike's out uh, here, I'll drive you. And she goes, ha, uh, don't be daft, I ordered a car. And then she goes, so basically she's just like phoned an Uber, right? She's ordered a taxi. That's not difficult to do in this modern world. We can all do it. Even if she's, she probably could phone taxis, private hire taxis, but she's oh, ordered well, one, right? This, this is what I was talking about. Yeah, so That's she goes out to get a point. <laughs> yeah, she goes out to get it. And it's a bitch going backwards. It comes driving <laughs> up. It's, it's a driverless car, and it's like says Caslin car inside it. And she drives up. And she goes, a Caslin car? I'm like, why are you surprised? You ordered the fucking thing. 
you know what I mean? So this is, yeah, so she jumps in this car and drives it to the bingo, right? Um, Andy's seen that Chucky's somewhere, like, to, going towards this, like, sees her going into the car, so he tries to chase and, like, get her right, so he's too late. So it drives to the bingo, and then it gets to where she's supposed to be, and then, as per Perry's notes, she just starts driving backwards because Chucky's taken over it. For some reason, he's connected to the car. He's, he's managed to override their safety and security protocols, and then he's just doing backwards donuts around about the bingo car park. Now, at one point, he's then outside the car after it stops, and because she looks at him and says, you hobbit motherfucker. <laughs> when, right, also, by the way, his Wi-Fi and Bluetooth range is fucking massive, <laughs> right, if he's controlling this car. But he's also, like, it's driving, she's, like, driving, but you know he's got to be there somewhere, right? She's looking about it and she looks in the back seat and he's not there, and then she moves forward and he's in the passenger seat, right? It was quite a creepy jump scare. It was quite effective. But, like, how the fuck did they get in the car without opening any doors? Maybe he's in the golf compartment. I don't like those um, shitty explanations. <laughs> <laughs> then how would he get um, the Exactly, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. So he couldn't get in the car. He couldn't get. He couldn't. So that's that. He couldn't have done that. He couldn't have done that. Um, that kill. It might as well just end it now then. Chucky's a load of shite. It's all nonsense. <laughs> it was all a film all along. <laughs> None of this is real. That's what we've, we've worked out here. <laughs> my, next, my next note is not until like 70 minutes in, so like, let, let me know where, like, <laughs> what, what point you get up to. <laughs> we're, back in the, we're back in the apartment and Chucky's winding Andy up. He's like giving him, he's talking through the speakers and he's all over the house and Andy's smashing the thing up with a baseball bat. And then he plays uh, the mum, the cop's mum's death on the big dude's telly. He starts bashing fuck at the telly. Now, when the when the screen comes out the telly, there's a huge bright backlight in it. It's like a kind of bluey white backlight. And the telly's not going to light up like that when you smash it. But I applaud the color, the color scheme used in this movie. I enjoyed it. It's neon so this is that, man. yeah. So <laughs> this is uh, this is when Aubrey Plaza takes him to work with her because it's the launch of the buddy two, and she's like, I can't leave you in the house because you're you're fucking mental. You've lost the plot. Um, she's like no Chucky's alive he's like Chucky's no alive I'm going to get you a psychiatrist because I don't understand this um, they go to the supermarket and his pals have figured out that he's uh, he's legit like Chucky is alive and he's mental uh, and they run up to get him and, sh- and she's just running about with a fucking hedge trimmer like nobody's questioned this because nobody's seen the carnage yet and she's just running about with a hedge trimmer like a plugged well a plugged in hedge trimmer a petrol hedge trimmer a Wi-Fi hedge trimmer. Well, I exactly. I'm surprised that Chucky didn't fucking turn it on or make it work. I think that, that, that brings us to my next one, which is basically Buddy Two, now seventy percent more Indian. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it's just this guy. I mean, guess it's probably one of the bits that I've woken up at, and it was just woke up outlandishly racist. <laughs> This, this Indian guy just running about with a Chucky costume on. And I was like, um, "How did we get here?" He's the he's the manager of the shop that um, Aubrey Plaza took the but doll he, off at the very start. Uh, but do, do, see this whole bit with the launch of the buddy too. I don't understand. They've got a whole big raging crowd of adults, right, that are behind the line. That is like, there's no point in them being in that line because they they then wait for the countdown, burst through the line themselves, run twenty feet to the stage. Why would I just stand at the stage in the first place? 
And surely if they were that desperate for a body too, they'd be running and grabbing the body dolls. They wouldn't be waiting for a fucking stupid twat and a big heat dancing about. Well, he doesn't dance for very long, does he, Scott? Because what happens next? Chucky's inside the head and he stabs him in the neck. And the practical effects of the guy getting stabbed are great because he takes the head off, sprays his blood all over wee lassie and it's like pumping at his neck. That's good. This is what you're here for. I think all the kills in this version of Child's Play are excellent. They're all really well done. They're all gory as fuck. They're fun. All right, some of it is a bit, like the face coming off and that is a bit overkill because that's no quite how it would work. But at no point are you watching it going, ah, you could have done that death a bit better. I think they've done every death maximum the best they could. What what I had down in my like my kind of notes at the end was that um, although I wasn't like a, you know I, I didn't th- think the film was particularly incredible or anything, but I did think all the kills were done fantastically. They were all done very well. They weren't outrageously over the top. They were just grounded enough that it was still kind of gruesome and funny at the same time. And it reminded me of the last uh, or the latest uh, Puppet Master. Yeah, the third, the, is it the third Reich? Third Reich. Aye. The Littlest Reich. Littlest Reich. Aye. The third Reich is the actual... The actual... <laughs> 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 uh, I know it does, it's very similar to that, which is also a fucking excellent film. Yeah, that like was... again, I've never seen any of the Puppet Master films except that one, and that was, I absolutely loved it. You don't but need it to... Worked as a, nah, yeah, it worked as a standalone, that one, didn't it? Yeah. It was able to, to do it on its own. Right, um... But Buddy then manages to connect to the, everybody in the audience, like the 50 people that have went for Buddy too, right? Even though this is supposed to be nationally a fucking craze of everybody getting it. They get 50 extras in for this doll, but that's besides <laughs> the point. Um, all their phones are lighting up. How the fuck is he automatically connecting to all these different makes of phones, probably on all different networks? Well, no, if you walk in, if you've been in a Wellerspoons or that and you get that free uh, Wi-Fi, every other one you walk in, it automatically tries to connect you to it, so... If he's got that good a range, then he would connect to everyone. I don't think okay. that's unbelievable. Okay. Um, then my next question then is, why do these wee death drones exist? Well, he's he's tampered with them. He's put blades on them. Oh, has he? Yeah, but prior, prior to that, I think I was alert at this point for like a brief, <laughs> probably a couple of minutes. Uh, I did notice that they, did, they showed you a couple of close-ups of the actual machines before they went live. And uh, on the helicopter blades, he had like, there was like, Blade, there was a um, I don't know what you call them, just kind of well, razor like, blades, blade, like Stanley blades, um, like taped to them. Or, oh, right, I must have missed that bit. To them, um, so that when they were spinning, you know, they'd be like death machines, right? Okay, that's fair enough, I'll accept that. Um, now here's one of my biggest issues of the movie that, that Chucky is talking privately to Andy through his hearing aid. That's not how hearing aids work, yeah. It's a tiny wee watch battery, they're not connected to Bluetooth, that's not how it works. Did you notice the uh, the Robocop line? Yes. Uh, did you notice that uh, it's because both these movies were made by Orion Pictures? Did not. Yeah, did. I you noticed that. Um, which is a pretty sound plan. Like, you see a toy driving past that says, you know, follow Robocop. You, you follow Robocop. He, he's going to save your ass. Yeah. Yeah. You're never ever going to be running away from Robocop because he is there to protect you. Exactly. But he's also, again, taking the law too seriously and in his own hands, like great areas and stuff like that, like minor infractions, he's still going to shoot you. So Maybe that's the world we need to live in now. 
that's the world that's the world that quite a lot of Americans are actually living in so I don't know if that's the case or not oh, that's the case what <laughs> <laughs> I want to be part of so we get to the end so they have all this chaos people are getting killed left right and centre in the with the drones and all the rest of it and then a bunch of people escape and Andy lets his pals escape and he locks them out kind of like uh, Indiana Jones puts the shutter down and stays me inside it and he says I need to go and help my mum this is when she actually, so Aubrey Plaza gets hung, uh, as you were talking about earlier, um, Perry, but she also, did anybody notice that she foreshadows herself? Like at the start, I think it's when, she, I think it's when she buys the body the first time and it's kind of broke or something and she puts ribbon around her neck and kind of makes like a hanging gesture. She foreshadows yeah, it. That just, I didn't really put two and two together. Yeah. Um, but her hanging's actually pretty brutal. In a movie that's obviously full of, blood and guts and it's light but it's, it's light-hearted and it's comedy and we're at a point where blood and guts is is it's it is laugh but people look at it and cheer you know what i mean if you had trauma you look at it and cheer but she gets lifted up and she is uh, gagged and her eyes are wide and she looks in distress when her body's flailing about it's it's a it's a brutal bit and then when andy goes to try and cut the rope down she actually stops at one point she passes out Torture porn, there. Yeah. Uh, but would she really hang up there for that long? Would she not go unconscious and die because she's been hung from the neck? She almost, she almost did. So it's like, okay. so we're getting lifted slowly up like that. It would be like strangulation if she had been dropped. Then there's a good chance her neck would have broken. She'd have died instantly. But when Andy's like fanning about above her, like that's an extended period of time to be hanging I mean, from the neck. They're probably taking some creative license for how long you can last, but. You you do need to properly crush a windpipe for a long time. Like it's it's you're talking a good four or five minutes. Remember when I choked you out? I know. I just I just got a fucking fright because I've, I've never been my neck been squeezed. Well, that imagine much. imagine hanging for a roof for like three and a half minutes. Yeah, and getting that. You panic. Yeah. Yeah. I just pan- I just tapped out. I didn't need, I didn't need pass out. Yeah. You will next time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but yeah, so I've got the same note as you, Perry. When they when they finally break the rope, they all fall from the same point, but they all land far apart. Yeah. Like, and then my, my next note is basically around about then is uh, I had a, a dodge, I didn't actually know this was on Netflix, so I had to um, download it to watch it to guarantee I'd be able to view it in time. Um, not illegally, of course. I would never do such a thing. But um, the, the 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 copy I had had subtitles on all the way through, and the um, the subtitle for the the rope snapping was "crackung" with with <laughs> a K, not a C K, just a C R A K U N G crackung. Crackung. Yeah, I can. I can. Tidbit for you there. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a lot of that MD away, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> almost done. Jesus. <laughs> I'm trying to get it finished before the end of this. That's my goal. You're going to end up fucking crack on. <laughs> <laughs> so, they... So you know, we sound effect in there of, like, noises of, like, downing a drink. <laughs> uh, Andy gets up, and he's, like, he's looking for his mum, and she's, like, disappeared at this point. Like, it's it's a bit of just, like, so that you're not sure how this is going to go and where it's going to go, but she she gets up and stumbles away before eventually stumbling back because I think, like, what happens here, uh, Chucky jumps, he lunges for Andy and he gets shot out there by Detective Mike, who uses the line that uh, Kid Andy says in the original, I can't remember what he says, oh, 
Oh yeah, he sh- he, Chucky shouts, "You're my friend till the end," and when he gets shot, Director Mike goes, "This is the end," which is the same <laughs> line that the wee boy says in the original one. The wee boy um, should have had that line. Yeah. Why? Why yeah. not give it to Andy? But then Aubrey comes in and rips his head off, like pro- properly, just pulls the doll's head off, and then that's that's it. Chucky's then. <laughs> <laughs> And then clean after rips the heat clean off. Oh, I should. Uh, heat clean off. <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie was going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Just waiting for which one it was. Bonnie's had to get in before Liam. I knew and Liam, Liam was going for that. I know. I'm only about in the heat off. We dolls and we furbies to do. I'm no. <laughs> I'm no going to women. <laughs> <laughs> so then we see the the. Terror is all over. Um, you hear the advert coming on that Kaslin are recalling all buddy ones just in case. They are, um, Aubrey Plaza and Detective Mike are getting seen by paramedics for their trauma and their injuries. Uh, and then you see like a wee kind of hint that the new buddies coming out may still be, still be bad and that's kind of the end yet. But you see Aubrey and Detective Mike in their uh, respective uh, Gurneys are going right in the back of the uh, ambulances, right close to each other. And I thought they were, I think they do hold hands, or she reaches out to hold yeah, his hands. And I'm like, Aubrey and Detective Mike are going to be banging after they get out of hospital. You'll come over to see her, they'll debrief their experiences over a bottle of wine. Next thing you know, she's getting held upside down, gobbling up to his balls, where she snuggled right up in her ass cheeks. I think that's the better way the movie would end. That escalated pretty quickly there. <laughs> that, went, that went from right. zero to 60 rapid. Here, here's, here's the comparison between Scott's final notes and my final notes. I've got a 84 minutes in, they hold hands, jolly music plays, credits. <laughs> in my notes, would you fuck a furby? I'd fuck a furby. He's going to give you a final kind of summaries and scores, Perry. Obviously, as you know, since you are uh, an avid listener and fan of the show and listen all the time, we rate things Wait. out of five. Oh, five? Are we only allowed to go to five? Yeah, you're only allowed to go to five. You know I like so the end rating? No, just you know half I like the, the zero to ten rating? Okay, so I gave it um, two and a half out of five and a five out of ten for MD that likes that a... Um, that 10 star rating system I put a it was pretty average uh, it got some cool deaths but nothing new and uh, about six films too many as it is um, you slept it's no it's a it's a reboot sorry for interrupting your final summations you slept through half the film <laughs> I love I love that we're here and Scott is getting somebody shite for rating a movie that there's no actually fully watched I can't this whole thing has gone full circle and this is where I we are put the, um, I would now escalate it because it has a, a personal significance around it. Me being a, you know, my first um, guest on this show and it has significance to it that I would probably up it by maybe like like half a star or one star. Um, uh, I basically say that it's uh, followed in the vein of films that were 18s but included a lot of ch- like child-like casts such as It, Stand By Me and Stranger Things, etc. Um, but I just felt like it was, it wasn't brilliant. It had some good bits. I fell asleep twice, albeit very drunk. But I felt like it could have been better. But as as a newcomer to the Chucky franchise, it could have been a lot worse. Do you think you would have enjoyed it more if you had been a fan of the originals? Obviously, you don't know that, I suppose, until you've watched the originals. Quite possibly, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I, I might have. I think if I had watched the originals and enjoyed the originals, I would have probably enjoyed this a lot more. 
But as a newcomer, I feel like it was, it was an average entry. It could have been worse. Mm. Uh, obviously, just for the listeners that didn't see that, Scott's face was outraged the entire time Perry was talking, as soon as he mentioned that he was getting it two and a half stars. So do I, do I give you a summary, Scott? I fucking loved this. So daft. <laughs> It was littered with jokes and nods and references to other horror movies and other and other uh, just movies in general. If you've listened to any of the episodes where we talked about uh, the original Child's Play, you'll know that they are, they're not my favourite at all. And I've got so many issues, mainly with Chucky's Centre of Gravity and the fact that he would not be able to kill anybody. Well, this movie, this is my all-time favourite Child's Play movie. The change in motivation for the doll being a robot that ultimately learns to be evil rather than a human mind trying to become human again is a very welcome addition for me. Uh, to the modernisation to smart devices and a possible future that might happen in reality. I think that works really, really well. The humour has worked throughout in a very clever way and it's not over the top. Uh, and none of the kills uh, take me out of my enjoyment of the movie. Mark Hamill's better than Brad Dourif. Don't at me. Four skin face masks out of five. The last bit is entirely incorrect. Brad Dourif is still the best Chucky. Like, he's way too good. I wish... I like Mark Hamill as much as the next guy. I'm a massive Star Wars fan. I like him as the Joker and the animated Batman. But if Brad Dourif has done it for every other movie and you know Chucky as Brad Dourif, even the funny ones, why why change it with this one? It would be just as good. If not, even a wee bit better if it was his voice because the folk that had watched Child's Play would know that's Chucky. They, they would recognise the voice and I think the, the original Child's Play fans would find this more accessible by making it Mark Hamill you're shutting off to them immediately like you're not going to like this remake because we're already changing the biggest thing about this series which is Chucky's voice other than that I think it's fucking excellent the, the kills are so fun it, it's violent it's gory Aubrey Plaza's great the wee boy's excellent not so keen on the cop the rest of the characters like fake Jack Black and stuff are all good at what they do but it's a fun movie and it's on Netflix, so if you've not watched it, you should go and see it. And I would also give it the same as Scott a four out of five. Well, You're too generous with your ratings. I bet it's because no. you 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 come away and go, oh, ah, it's the same. Scott used to say, I fucking hate a movie, and I've gave it a four, or I love a movie, I've gave it a one. You're the same. You're like, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I've watched it four times. I'm going to give it one and a half stars because. I'm quite strict with my ratings. No, don't be fucking strict with your ratings. Just get what you want. Get, get a four. Get a I think three. a lot of it is going to come down to like um, personal feelings as well. And I do feel like now after this, doing this show with the two of you guys, um, it's probably bumped up a bit. But because it's, it's been funny enough that we've been able to discuss it personally and, and laughed at the, the daft moments mm-hmm. and agreed on, you know, parts that didn't make sense. So, it, it, you know, as a film standalone, I would rate that, you know, a very you know, good two and a half out of five star. But I, think, good, I good two and a half out of five doesn't exist. <laughs> but I think after chatting about it and uh, having a laugh about certain things and having that, you know, personalised uh, opinion of it now just raises the bar slightly because you've got like a, an area around about it that you can connect with other people about. Um, <laughs> one thing I will uh, leave off with is that all this could have been avoided by that wee Asian man at the start if he wasn't daydreaming. <laughs> <laughs> the whole film <laughs> wouldn't have happened if he just wasn't daydreaming. And that's child's that's, play. <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah. yeah, I fucking love it. I love it. Uh, so, 
we will take a, a very short break and we'll be back to close out the show. We'll be back. I actually started quite a bit there. Uh, so, have you been watching anything uh, of? I'm, I'm asking this. I don't know why I'm asking Perry. I'll just fucking fall asleep. Scott, have you been watching anything decent recently? Um, I've been I've been trying to uh, stick to the list. I've not managed the last couple of days. I think I'm like four four movies behind. I managed to fit in the Noonday Witch today, which is on Shudder. Um, it's a play by numbers uh, haunting story. Yeah, Sorry. I want to say, say it now that you see the list so far. Just, apart from Child's Play, it's all been pretty dismal. I, I don't, don't think. Don't watch know. the Indie Witch. It's Czech, but it's not. Um, it's Czech, Czechoslovakia, I think. Uh, but it's not. It's not brilliant. Um, uh, there's there's some good things in the list though coming up. There is some good things that, coming up. Um, Vivarium. I know. I know people are going to like it. I know people yeah. like Perry's putting his thumbs up. People like it. I thought that was a lot of fucking shit. Well, um, again, kind of like what Perry was just talking about about having a personal experience to go with the movie. I, me and Lauren went to the, the film theater to see it, and Imogen Poots was sitting there like talking about it with the director. So that's the, those fond memories of that movie and that experience is there. Right. So it's me. extra excuse couple me, of points. Imogen. Imogen, Imogen, why, why does the, why does the movie not actually matter? You get to the end of it and you don't have an explanation. I need an explanation. I need to know what's going on. Don't just. Oh, by the way, well, this is a bit weird. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't ask it because question guy was there. Oh, fuck. you can. Uh, yeah. No, but um, other than the list, we finished uh, Sons of Anarchy. We, we, we've ended that, and it fucking so good, man. So good. Ends perfectly. Sprout. Just fully concentrating on painting now, or are you still thinking you're a bit of a biker? Well, yeah, nice. I'm still thinking about I'm a bit of a biker, yeah. So um, I've been working with a couple of guys who are biking enthusiasts, and uh, I've been talking to them, and they're they're saying to me, "Just go and get your license, just go and get your license." And I'm like, "I might actually <laughs> just go and get your license and stop fucking talking to us about motorbikes." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a beard you... doesn't make a biker. Get a fucking license. <laughs> Have you watched anything other than Scrubs? Um, very little. Um, back in your eyelids. <laughs> back in my eyelids, and we the, um, bo- the bottom of an end. We've been watching a uh, Ratchet. Um, what do you think? Uh, we're probably about halfway through it just now. I'm starting to enjoy it more as it goes on. The first couple of episodes, I wasn't really into it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a different vein from the original One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It's, it's there's very little humour and whatever humour it's in it is very dry. This is more like in the vein of like Psycho, um, and it's just it's taking me a while to get into. But now that I'm into it, I'm I'm, I'm really enjoying it, and um, I'm really interested to see how it kind of ends, knowing that there's going to be a second season. So, aye, great connection there, Brad Dourif. Also in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and also in Child's Play. Just go. not the good Child's Play. <laughs> uh, and the bottle uh, of MD is finished. Perry, what is your rating and final summations of Pineapple Mad Dog? Uh, not the best. I would probably still uh, go with the uh, the Dragon Fruit MD if I had to pick one. Um, bottle of Bucks, always going to be the, 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 the choice. But the uh, that was okay. It wasn't bad. I could put up with that again. Hey, I enjoyed it. Maybe one out of five. <laughs> <laughs> two and a half. Definitely a half drink half. again. One. I could two and a half. 
half middle road. <laughs> I'm much the same as Scott. Obviously, none of you asked me, but I'm going to give it anyway. Uh, I've just been watching the list, and I am, I'm finding it hard to get enthused with some of the some of the movies. They're all movies that I've actually really wanted to see, so I'm glad I've watched them. But some like Vivarium and that have just kind of disappointed me uh, in a way that I'm now being a wee bit of a bitch about it. That the movie really needs to be good to excite me because I'm just going to be. Uh, well, tonight, as as of recording, tonight's movie, I believe, is Crawl. That one with the alligator. That's a good one. So I've seen that one. That's, well, there you go. You don't need you've 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 got any pressure tonight. Then you don't need to, you've got a night off. I've got a night off. Good. I'm maybe clean this room then. Uh, so yeah, so we'll be back with episode 128. Uh, it'll be it'll be something. It'll be a shite movie from the from further on in the list. So. Definitely not Vivarium because I don't really want to talk about that. I'm, I'm, I, I talked to well, it. No, I think that's one of the ones that you should probably go, you know. No, because Lena really well, liked it. Well, that's got to be your pick then next because hey, I like pick, your full on thoughts about it going through the full film because yeah. I've just recently dissected it myself on uh, online. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Where does it say Perry on Scotland versus Evil? <laughs> Fucking doesn't he? So shut Absolutely up. <laughs> nowhere. But if I can influence Scott into um, doing something that you won't enjoy, then I'm all about it. Yeah, yeah. Go for it, Scott. You pick the very name. Do it. see what happens. Uh, I think it's my pick. So obviously it will not not be Vivarium uh, and we'll see you guys then in the meantime obviously jump on to Flickchat where lots of shit is happening uh, the Facebook group Instagram Twitter come over and talk to us we've been away for a while so let's get it back going come and talk to us tell us what you thought about Perry tell us what you thought about his possible alcoholism because uh, that was quite impressive I only done one can of cider there and you have tanked a full bottle that is an issue <laughs> And Perry, thanks very much for coming on. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you, Perry. Falling asleep and pretending to watch a movie for an episode. Uh, Fun. Glad to be here. Uh, And yeah, so we'll see you guys all in two weeks. Bye. See you later. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I am your buddy. Until the end More than a buddy I'm your best friend When you feel lonely And you start to cry I am always by your side buddies we are best friends don't ever leave me please don't say goodbye i'll be yours till the day that i die